play. play it. This is the Astro League Fantasy Football Podcast. League specific news, information, and stats with your obnoxious commissioner, Maddie C. G'day, g'day, and welcome to the Astro League Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your obnoxious commish, Maddie C, host of the show. We are a 16-team fantasy football league based right here in Australia. We used to be a real gridiron club, but the playing days are obviously over. Uh, We have been then, since that time, working on making this fantasy football league quite competitive, quite big too. We've grown it out to 16 teams from its humble beginnings. And over time too, we've tweaked the scoring, changed the rules a little bit to try and help keep it going and keep it growing while we've been adding people to the league over time. I think the thing that makes us the most interesting though is that we are 100% Aussies living in Australia playing this fantasy football league of a foreign sport. I think it makes us a total unicorn. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Astro League Podcast. There's always new content every single day, more ways to interact with the show there. And I would love, love, love to see you on there interacting with us. We're always pretty active on there and always pretty keen to talk back to the folks who talk to us. Now, you might remember a couple of weeks ago, we had Coach Ryan on the show. He's a Nebraska guy. He loves his college football. And he spent two great episodes talking with us about his favorite college team, the Nebraska Cornhuskers. He also spent a bit of time talking a bit of historic college football and did a whole episode pretty much of college football for dummies for us as well, which is great. And he is back today. We talked on that day about what it would be like if he picked his own fantasy dream team. Now, being the champ that he is, he decided, no, no, I'm not just picking a fantasy dream team, a quarterback, a couple of running backs, a couple of wide receivers of NFL guys. I'm not doing that. No, no. If I'm going to spend an hour talking to you about college football, my fantasy team is going to be a college football fantasy team. So, it's a real treat. Strap yourselves in and get ready to listen through Ryan's fantasy football team of college guys. There's some guys here. I think you're going to need to have Google ready. Some people who have got some pretty interesting careers and some names you'll know as well. This is going to be a feature through the off season is we're going to have folks from Inside Alley come on and talk about some of their favorite players, why they would put them in their team. And I think even some of the guys, a bit like Sizzle and Quinny did the other day, they may even put a little bit like Ryan is, a little bit of a, a box around and go, well, this is my this kind of fantasy football team like Ryan's got with his college team. Uh, there was one that... Sizzle, uh, <laughs> turns out he was probably uh, just full of the most exciting guys. And and I definitely think that Quinny's team was uh, very Saints heavy. I think he would have very happily given us a, an entire Saints team, to be honest. So through the offseason, we're going to have more guys from the show come on and do this. And I'm looking forward to it. Let's uh, stoke it up and get Ryan back on in here. Go, go, go. Haskins has just been absolute. Hurt. You could be understood for being, you know, skittish about that. Take Fournette out of the lineup. Yeah, mate, I would have robbed Jeremy's size boner going for him there. <laughs> Your in-depth knowledge of what it's like to be boned this year. Wentz is going to have to realise that he's just playing like a ginger piece of shit. This is Taylor Nail, I've got to say. I think that's a good spot to park that and look to some individual players. We talked a little bit about the idea of having a, a fantasy dream team. And uh, the first thought was, what, all NFL all time? Like, well, what if it was fantasy? And you're like, tell you what I'll do. What if I drag up a quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, and a tight end to a, like, all-time college fantasy? And I thought, that's just too good to pass up. You want to go down that that path now with me? Would that be cool? I'd love that. All right, so we'll start with the, we'll start with the quarterbacks. I think you should. So, and, and I was trying to go, when I was looking at this, 
I'm going to try to stay away from people that had really, really great NFL careers. Oh, okay. I'm yep. going gonna, gonna, gonna to try to get the And um, the one thing that, that for the quarterbacks that jumped out again, you know, obviously is it's the one of the greatest statistical years is someone that hasn't had a huge NFL uh, career yet is Joe Burrow. Like, there's just no, there's no offense about, you know, he's, he's, he's my starting quarterback. Um, if I wanted to look at some others outside of that, though, you know, then you'd be looking at, like, Vince Young or um, Doug Flutie. You know, those oh. guys just had these incredible, uh, incredible college careers. Um, you know, one of them went in the Heisman, and, and one of them went in the National Championship, you know, that, uh, that flamed out in the NFL. But, boy, they had... They had, you know, statistical college careers that would would blow your mind away. Um, and then if I'm going to throw in that too, it's, it, you would go to Tommy Frazier. Uh, All right. Yeah. If you want that outside, uh, you know, yeah, he was an he was an option quarterback, but uh, he you know put up a lot of yards and he scored a lot of touchdowns. I think there's going to be some folks furiously Googling at the moment now as well. Because yeah, I know in most of these, I don't know Tommy Frazier, so I'll be Googling as well. And yeah, that's kind so, of, uh, this Tommy, is going to be fun. Tommy Frazier, he was the quarterback of that 94, 95 uh, Nebraska championship team. <laughs> there you go. I knew you'd bring yeah. it back to the Huskers. I knew oh, you would. Absolutely. <laughs> we might jump into a couple more of those. Hey, listen, and if it wasn't, he actually, you know, his Heisman was stolen by uh, that... Uh, Ohio State quarterback, quarter running back at the time. So, oh, okay. Eddie George, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Tommy Frazier's Heisman. He was just absolutely stolen by Eddie George. So. Well, he went on to have a tremendous NFL okay, career of his own too. So, it's, those, those are my quarterbacks. It's a tough one. There, so, so we, yeah, we go with Joe, wow. Joe Burrow, uh, Joe Burrow, Vince Young, Doug Flutie, and then God, if you know, if you have to stretch for Tommy Frazier. Yeah. <laughs> if we had to make an all Nebraska team, Tommy <laughs> Frazier gets a nod. All right. <laughs> <laughs> The running back era, running right? Back that I would, when I, yeah, that I would want to be. That I, yeah. So, um, Ricky Williams, far away. That's, that's your starter. Uh, I got to see him play a little bit because he was in the NFL at the time I started uh, dancing with the NFL, and he just seemed like he was covered in spiders. Like people just could not tackle that guy. And I have no idea what his college career was like. Where did he go? Wow, that's that's high yeah. praise coming from you that you've named a Texas yeah. running back. <laughs> he's, a, he's a Heisman Trophy winner, and he he, he, uh, he owned the um, he owned the Division One NCAA rushing record uh, for a time. Wow! Um, but he lost it a couple of years later to the next guy I'm going to mention, uh, Ron Dane. Wow! So there's a guy I think a lot of people will be googling. <laughs> yeah, so he he actually owns the. Uh, NCAA rushing record for a few years himself uh, out of the University of Wisconsin. Oh, wow. Badges. All right. Now, there's a couple uh, of uh, Wisconsin running backs getting around in the league now. I can remember there being a lot of chatter about Wisconsin running backs being great in college but not being so yeah. great in the NFL. And then Melvin Gordon having a couple of good years. But that Jonathan Taylor, I think, from the Colts is one too, isn't he? Yeah, Ron, Ron Dane was another Heisman Trophy winner, though, too. Oh, really? Yeah, so that's, that's, that's my other right. And if you got to put a running back on the bench... I would talk about this guy that you probably no one will have ever heard of. His name is Troy Davis from Iowa State. From Iowa State? Yeah. Wow. So he's the only running back, uh, actually, well, at the time, so through the, the mid-90s, he 
overrun for 2,000 yards and not win the Heisman. Wow. And he did it twice. Oh, you got to be kidding. So what's beating a guy like that? That's amazing. So, well, it was only because he did it. Uh, and that was the, most, the weird thing is that he, because he did it on the uh, Iowa State Cyclones. Yeah. He didn't get the, he didn't get the, the press that he when the Heisman. Uh. And because he was on such a bad team, he was never on a winning team. That was what made it even more impressive is that he was a one-trick pony on that team. Nobody ever had to, to, to play pass. <laughs> they were just going to give it to Troy Davis over and over and over and over again, and he still put and he still two, did it. two back-to-back 2,000-yard seasons together. Oh, that's absurd. And didn't, didn't win the Heisman. Oh, that's outrageous. Okay, so he can be a flex. That, I think that's fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> wide receiver uh, is close to my heart, having been a wide right. receiver. I'm looking forward to these. So, oh, this is going to be interesting. Um, I think Michael Crabtree. I can remember there being a lot of noise when he came into yeah. the league, and he actually had a, a fair NFL career, probably not a stellar one, but uh, a pretty fair career, and I can remember there was a lot of noise about him. I think he might have been the first wide receiver drafted in his year. I think, I think he, was, he was a wide receiver for Cliff Kingsbury um, when, when they were at Texas Tech. Mike Leach, Mike Leach was the head coach for the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Oh, wow. just seemed like he was built completely differently to everybody else in the whole world who played his position. I think that's kind of what I remember of him in the NFL that made him unique. But what was his college career like? Where did he play? Um, he played uh, for the University of Georgia. I thought I had Georgia in my mind, but I, I definitely didn't want to volunteer it because my college football from back then is definitely not that good. Because these days when I think of Georgia too, there's Matt Stafford and there's a few running backs and that's all I think about Georgia. <laughs> Amazing wide receivers. Yeah, give us a flex wide receiver if you had to have a third. If one of them was on a bye week, who would you trot out there in their spot? Desmond Howard. So there's a name I don't know so well. Colour in some blanks for me. Oh, well, I just don't know his football life. Really? Wolverines, yeah. Wow. So probably about a late 80s, early 90s player. Gosh, I was going to say, the <laughs> idea of a wide receiver winning a Heisman is kind of, you know, a bit foreign, but then this week. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. Uh, and the, the last one, okay, the last one, there's a, a guy named Steve Largen who used to play, he's, so he's a Hall of, NFL Hall of Famer, but he used to, he, he played for... Um, Oklahoma in the 60s, late oh, 60s, wow. 70s. Um, but he 
he was, yeah, he was a Seattle Seahawks coach. Absolutely automatic. He caught everything that went near him. Wow. Gee, if you're going to have someone backing up those two starters, uh, and it didn't have to be Desmond Howard, if you had them both on a bye week at the same time and you could just plug in Steve Largent, I don't think you would be uh, feeling too bad about yourself. <laughs> no, I won't say he'd catch everything. He'd fit into today's offenses too. He was a great route runner and he'd catch everything that went near him. Easy. Wow. So just sort of uncommon for his era, you'd say? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I guess... They, they threw it to him more than they threw to other wide receivers because he just never dropped anything. Wow. It's kind of like the Larry Fitzgerald effect. Uh, and it's going to be uh, Miami. <laughs> oh, your favorites. Oh, yeah, this must hurt. Kellen Winslow the second. Oh, now I can remember him playing in the NFL. Uh, what yeah, was his college uh, career like? Well, yeah, and I think he may have even been at the Jets at some point or somewhere like that too yeah. where I can remember him he in the Green He didn't have much of an NFL career, but like, Yeah, it does sound like uh, you were saying about Miami with the, the very flashy sort of <laughs> background. And just a player can sort of become their city, and that just sort of sounds yeah. like, well, that sort of sounds like Kellen Winslow and Miami might go hand in hand. Kicker, I couldn't tell you. I, I did some research on this. And oh, I did you? I can't find a kicker that I would just go, this is the one that I have to have over anybody else. Because <laughs> I, I, there's like no, you know, outside of Sebastian, it'd, it'd have to be Janikowski, you know, Sebastian Janikowski, because... I, just, I remember him on Florida State um, in in the mid '90s, um, just kicking everything. You know, I mean, it's obviously he had one of the most incredible NFL careers Didn't he? ever. Yeah. But it, you know, the fact that he was doing what he was doing in in college, and and uh, I don't think he played any real football before he got to got to the University of uh, I'm sorry to, to Florida State. Well, I feel like this is the only bit of trivia I sort of know about him because he was already playing in the league by the time I uh, got into yeah. the NFL. It was that he was drafted in the first round, which to me is yeah. wild. Yeah, no, the, the Raiders used their first two picks that year. So they, and, and in, all, in all honesty, they, they picked two of the uh, most uh, long-lasting uh, place kickers and punters that you could imagine. So I, th- I think they... Uh, took Shane Leckler as punter in the second oh. round that year. Wow, and he was in the league for just forever and a day as well. Yeah, exactly. That's, so as strange as it is, mm-hmm. for them, you know, for somebody to take a kicker in the first round or, and a punter in the second round, um, yeah, they, they basically shored up those two positions for a decade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow, that's wild to think that, because, I mean, Tampa Bay copped a whole bunch of garbage for taking a kicker in the second round four years ago or whatever yeah. it was but because uh, it didn't work out but I mean gee, if it works out like Sebastian Janikowski does then all of a sudden you just you know it doesn't seem like such a weird thing to do but gee I can I just it's a wild thought to think you know oh we'll take a kicker in our first round and then the guy turns into a 20 year kicker for your team 20 years yeah wild exactly oh, very odd I didn't press you on trying to find a kicker, but now that you've found a kicker and it's him, then I'm really, I'm really happy. <laughs> but if you had to pick a team and a year of your favourite college defence ever, I didn't press you to do this either, but I feel like you've got one just in your back pocket. I've got two. It's, it's, it's a toss-up. No um, way. How many? Which teams 
it's going to be. How many of them are Nebraska? <laughs> the boss. <laughs> you don't disappoint me. I love this. So, the 71 uh, Husker team, the national champion, they went 13-0. Yep. Um, they gave up eight points per game oh. and uh, 190 yards per game. Uh-huh. I'm sorry, 199 yards per game. Um, they, you know, what was called the game of the century at the time was their bowl game against Oklahoma. It was a 35-31 game um, that they won um, to give them that national championship. Uh, if you disregard that game, that 35-31, they only gave up six points per game and 160 yards per game. No way. So that one yeah, game just pushed right. those numbers up to still yeah, being incredibly right. miserly numbers. <laughs> and again, that was considered the game of the century, number one against number two at the time. So. Wow. The other, the, other one, right. the other one was probably my, and that's, that's, that's my, my second choice. My first choice is the 95 Nebraska team. Wow. That, that, that uh, defense was insane. Um, they... They had that that year. They had a winning margin of 30, 38, point, yeah, thirty-eight point five points per game. So, I'm sorry, thirty-eight point seven points per game. That was their average winning margin. Holy cow! Um, yeah, and, and and they just they beat number two. They beat number five. They beat number seven. They beat number nine. They beat, oh, yeah. They just, yeah. Um, well. and, and and all of those games were by thirty plus points. So, yeah, that's that's dominance right there. That's that deserves yeah, rewarding. Love, yeah, and then that's and that's in the '95 era, which is a little bit more scoring than the '71 era. So yeah, these more yeah, modern eras, they did sort of try to find ways to just get more points. Oh, hard to argue with either of them. I mean, it, I could uh, just argue absolute homerism there, but I think for that '95 team, it's difficult to argue that. <laughs> Yeah. You know, they're, they're all they're all right there, and they're all close. But if I get to choose my fantasy team, um, yeah, if you're yeah, picking it, I'll be Huskers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you for doing that. I think that sounds. Right. Firstly, the numbers back it up, but secondly, the heart wants what the heart wants, Ryan. <laughs> you can't deny it. <laughs> no, no, no. They're, they're still the two national championship teams, both undefeated. So, yep. Yeah, they're, they're, they're it's teams. not just you who thinks it. So there you go. That, that's probably fair enough. Mate, this has been a wild adventure. Thanks so much for uh, uh, taking us down the, the entire gambit of no what college football we can fit into 80 minutes. That's amazing. So what's your prediction for tomorrow? Is it going to be Ohio State or uh, Alabama? Oh, gosh. To me, these two teams, I find that, you know, to me they're just kind of both a bit the same. I just I find it hard to separate them. Um in a lot of ways, I just don't want the Jags to go out and draft Justin Fields, so I don't want him to play well because <laughs> recency does this, and it's, we all know it's Trevor Lawrence, right? So in that, with that in mind, I just expect Alabama to win it, and would prefer it if you know what so I mean. You're hoping for Alabama to win just so that the Jags because stick yeah, with their Trevor Lawrence. That's it. I just don't want them to get tricked into thinking because this is the Nick Foles effect that we fell into the other, you know, very recently. He wins the Super Bowl. He then sits behind, wins for a whole year, and doesn't do anything to, you know, discredit his Super Bowl run, only to, for us to then go and pay him, like, $18 million or something to be terrible, tacitly terrible, and then try to find a way to trade out of him. And I know we will just do something dumb like that again if Fields plays uh, half of what he did two weeks ago. 
as long as you got Gardner Mitchell on the bench, you're like, you, you know, you've got yourself a good backup. Go ahead and make it, yeah. Well, I think we only get one more year of him before he starts trying to find someone who takes him on and gives him more money because I think we're paying him about whatever change I've got in my back pocket at the moment. He won't be happy with that because so, <laughs> he's shown he can win some games and um, we're not happy winning some games now while we've got this first chance and a number one pick in almost my entire fandom of the Jags. We've been bad, but we've never been this bad and this is the moment to get real good. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, and, and whatever I need to do to, to you know, help continue, I, I keep clicking on it. So. Oh, thank you. You don't need to listen. You just need to download. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. That's, no, I never listen. Just download. Oh, that's very kind. Uh, that, I think this is the series of shows that make you a star, Ryan. So you can expect yeah. to have people knocking down my door asking oh, to get sweet. in touch with you. Sweet, sweet. No, as soon as you get... Well, ESPN's got a couple of uh, stars they need to replace, but I'm They might be, yeah. So I'll um, I'll be acting as your agent and I'll be taking 20%. So just so you know. Uh, Thanks, Patty. Thanks for your time, Ryan. Look after yourself. Uh, Cheers, brother. See you, mate. Another guy who was being drafted like he died too was... T.Y. Hilton. He's a good receiver. <laughs> he actually doesn't look great. Whole career has been defined by boom. Barkley. Or bust. Yeah. Or hurt. And to see him bang out 26 points was extraordinarily satisfying. A huge F you to the vinegar stroke. Us Aussie folk can say some odd things. Perhaps a crash course in our language is best attempted in moderation. Mate. Give yourself an uppercut to be reminded to take a reality check. Someone once actually bothered to tell Philip Rivers' wife to use birth control. Give yourself an uppercut, mate. This is the Astro League Fantasy Football Podcast. Well, I think that that was probably 20 minutes well spent. He's always such an interesting guy to talk to, Ryan, because he's so knowledgeable about his historic football and he enjoys a bit of NFL, but he's definitely very much about the college. And it's great because for a guy like me, I could stand to be educated a little bit, even if it is just a tiny, tiny bit biased. Okay, maybe it's more than a tiny bit biased. But look, this isn't where the show stop through February and the rest of January. We've got some great content coming up. I've got, in our next episodes, I'm going to have one of my mates from the US, Evan Flay, come on. We're going to talk some Dynasty and some of the rookies that are coming up in this year's draft. I've got my mate Mitchie coming on. He's an officiating expert. And we're going to talk about some of the rule differences between NFL and college. I mean, we're going to have Taylor talk come back. He's going to do a bumper Super Bowl preview and he's going to do one of these fantasy teams, the big dream team of fantasy teams as well. Get ready for there to be a lot of Titans in there, by the way, just a spoiler alert. This guy's an absolute knucklehead and we just put Titans in everywhere. Maybe we should put a caveat on him that he can't put any Titans in it. I don't know. This is just a lineup of things that are coming in these next few episodes. So make sure you stay tuned to us. Subscribe anywhere you get podcasts. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google. We're everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. Wherever you can find us, subscribe to keep the stream of great shows coming. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. We are at Astro League Podcast. We have content up there every day. We uh, like to interact with folks who interact with us too and uh, can turn into some pretty cheeky conversations. It's rather fun. So find us on there interact with us on there. We have a blast over there on Facebook and Instagram. All right. This is Matty C, the host of the podcast, obnoxious commissioner extraordinaire, signing out. Hooroo. Play. Play it. This is the Astro League Fantasy Football Podcast. League-specific news, information, and stats with your obnoxious commissioner, Matty C.